Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! It's a funny time of year. We had a post-Super Bowl show, and now we got a post-Valentine's Day show. We're just trying to keep the energy going around here. But we got a rivalry game times two on Saturday in Bozeman. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Ton to get to today. Very uh, basketball-centric. We're going to go around the Big Sky and women's hoops here at hour number one. Krista Redpath is in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. And then in hour number two, we're going to hear from both head coaches for the men's game, Montana State's Danny Sprinkle, Montana's Travis DeKeer. And then to round out the show, we got some prep coverage for you as well. Travis Williams, he's first-year head basketball coach at Missoula Big Sky on the girls' side. He's got a couple of the most talented young players in the state of Montana right now, the Big Sky girls. Uh, one of the surprises in the state so far, they're above 500 going into their matchup with Missoula Hellgate this upcoming weekend. So uh, a ton of stuff to talk about as always, and it's always a fun time of year. Uh, we got swimming in the rear view now, wrestling in the rear view, but we'll keep having interviews from the respective state champions from this last weekend uh, coming up here over the next week or two. Uh, but now it's going to be pretty much all hoops all the time until we get into March Madness. So very much uh, looking forward to that. Show Outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call Today. Hi, Krista. How you doing? I'm great, Coulter. What'd you think of the Super Bowl? Well, I wasn't really that invested. <laughs> I know. So I was looking more for Rihanna in the, in the commercials. But I got into the game just a little bit. Of course, I'd like to see Philadelphia lose. <laughs> <laughs> Krista did not have good experiences with Eagles fans uh, after the NFC Championship game. So uh, that's what makes sports great. Yes, I was just recovering from the weekend because it was really <laughs> fun in Missoula with all, the, all my teammates here. Well, it was a great weekend this weekend. And I thought uh, one of the most... Um, one of the best events I've been to at the University of Montana in quite some time, the event on Friday night at Dahlberg Arena. We touched on it a little bit earlier on in the week, but uh, it was tremendous. The dedication uh, of the court at Dahlberg Arena to Robin Selvig, and it was everything you wanted it to be. I thought Tom Stage uh, was excellent in his uh, sort of uh, sharing his memories of, of all things Lady Grizz hoops, and then I thought uh, that the other speakers were very good as well, and then, of course, Coach Selvig. <laughs> when he gets in the groove, he's just the funniest. I know he like thinks he doesn't like to be on the mic, but he's like a stand-up comedian when he's up there. I was just dying. I was laughing so hard. Uh, it was such a cool deal, though. I thought the one of the coolest parts was how many 
of you, former Lady Grizz, uh, showed up from all generations. I saw girls that I recognized from when I was a little kid watching Lady Grizz when I was in college that I've covered as a sports writer. There was just generations of Lady Grizz in attendance. I think there was close to 55. Amazing. Um, but Allison Gardner did a exceptional job with the speech. Um, I thought that she just exemplified what Lady Grizz basketball is all about. And I just thought that she was, she delivered it um, so eloquently and just really proud of Allie. She's a teammate of mine. So obviously what she was saying spoke to me and my generation, but just a lot of fun to see all the different years celebrating the success of Robin Selvig. It's so cool too, to see, um, cause this is what I think sports in general and college sports is supposed to be all about. It's the trials and the tribulations and the teaching you how to succeed, teaching you how to fail, but then how you translate that in the rest of your life. And I think that you guys are such great examples of that because so many of you have gone on to great successes with maybe not having anything to do with basketball, but the foundation of it was basketball and then your time here with the Lady Grizz. Right, and we do get together, and it's not like we're talking about the X's and O's and, oh, I have this sure. many points, or, oh, we won this game. I mean, we might talk about relevance of beating Montana State or the NCAA tournament, for, but for the most part, it's the trips, it's the memories, it's the moments with your friends. Is Rob really that bad of a driver? Well, he is, actually, <laughs> He is not a good driver. This was and half of his speech was defending himself for driving. And, hey, I totally get it. I'm a small-town Montana guy. When I go to the city, my head's spinning. I'm freaking out. I'm yelling at everybody. I'm lost. I, I can't figure it out. I'm from Missoula. That's a big town compared to Outlook, Montana. So I totally get where Rob's coming from here. I think he was just so focused on the practice or the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going off basically a ledge and running into an entire uh, row of hedges, <laughs> um, heading into Weber State when the entrance was right there. That was that was um, one of my stories. Um, but yes, but I have to say, Coach Swain, I got lost with her too. And they were extremely competitive. All the Lady Grizz coaches on who could get to the gym or the arena or the hotel first. I was in San Luis Obispo and we drove around. We missed half a practice. So there were <laughs> there were a few other coaches that also had some issues with directions. Well, uh, you know, we uh, for those that are younger, you didn't used to always have a cell phone with a map in your pocket. Exactly. You used to have to know where you were going. So uh, funny to just hear those stories. And uh, I thought everything about it was was just a tremendous um, celebration of, of a guy that's influenced so many. This week around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, presented by our great friends at Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage is your local hometown mortgage lender. If you're looking to buy or build a new home this year, refinance to a lower rate, or use your home's equity for an exciting new project, make sure to call Man Mortgage. A family-owned Montana company, Man Mortgage has been serving Montana's community statewide since 1989. Man Mortgage, tried, trusted, and proven. Let's take a look at the scores from across uh, Big Sky women's basketball this last week. It's crazy because we're getting down to the stretch run now. Four or five games remaining in the regular season for uh, various teams around the conference. And uh, everybody will be kind of evened up after next week. And then it'll be just uh, the last weekend of, of competition remaining. But here's how it went down uh, last week. Portland State defeated Northern Colorado 56-52. Northern Arizona beat Sac State 84-82 in overtime. Montana State uh, overcame a tough first half to run away with it in the second half, 75-60 to 60 over Weaver State. And then Idaho State uh, comes into Missoula and uh, bounces the Lady Grizz. Not, and anything not without controversy. We'll come back to that here uh, in just a minute. And then on Saturday, Montana State can, uh, completed the weekend sweep. They remain atop the conference with a 70-53 to 53 win over Idaho State. Idaho goes off. They score 88 against Eastern Washington to win that rivalry game, 88-64. Montana... Uh, no real problem uh, with Weaver State, 65-48. Sac State, 
Uh, they have an offensive explosion. They beat Northern Colorado 79-48, and Portland State gets the weekend sweep 60-55 over NAU, more on Portland State here uh, in just a little while. The game in Missoula was was weird on Thursday with Idaho State. First of all, I think they deserve a ton of credit for coming in here and uh, playing tough. I mean, they're, they're a, a team that's filled with tenacity, and I love Callie Board. I've talked about her a ton on this show over the last couple of years. Uh, she was on a mission for sure Thursday. Uh, amazing to see somebody score that many points without going to the free throw line, and I thought that was part of the game. You know, people want to say refs and officials are biased. They're not biased. They're just bad sometimes. That's what I always try to remind you. They don't have a, a dog in the fight. Sometimes they're just lost. And sometimes there's just a, a direct correlation between what the, the style of game is and the officiating crew. Sometimes they mesh well. Sometimes they don't mesh well. You need to have a crew that can control the game a little bit when you play, when you have Idaho State involved because they're going to play a really physical brand of basketball. Regardless, though, uh, the last call in the game was to send uh, Idaho State shooter to the free throw line, and that ended up being the determining margin of victory. The officials' association has since since come back to the Lady Grizz and told them that it was uh, a mistaken call, uh, but there's no real consolation prize because the loss is a loss. But that's not to take anything away from Idaho State. I thought they they uh, came in here and gave a great effort. What did you think of just the the way that that game ended? Well, that's it's tough to have it come down to one play like that. For sure. Um, I, I, I thought it was obviously controversial, and you hate to see it end that way in terms of it ends with free throws. Um, I will just defer to Robin Selvig, who also said, Sammy Fatkin, you did exactly what you should have. You put your hands up. Um, but again, you don't want to get in that situation, Coulter, That's especially right. at home. And so there's a lot of plays. I mean, the Lady Grizz went cold in the fourth quarter, That's and right. they could just not score. They got out-rebounded by Idaho State. I thought that the inside game wasn't as strong. Carmen G. Feller just with 10. But Laura Bello, you got to give her credit. 18 points, 11 hard-fought rebounds. Idaho State came in and made a statement here in Missoula. Well, that's what I always say. If a game comes down to one play, then you already lost the game. Like, you can talk about the last call, Mm -hmm. but Montana also let Idaho State shooters get loose twice in the last two minutes. Right. They hit a huge... I mean, the Lady Grizz were up six points in this game, and then Idaho State scored the last seven. And so, you know, of course, the the last two are the ones everybody's talking about, but... Um, I, I thought it was a good effort by Seton Sobolewski's crew, though, to come in here. I mean, Laura Bello is an interesting player. That was my first time seeing her live and in person. She um, she is hyper-athletic, and she plays with a really high motor. Brian Holsinger said that in the, on the scout that they had only seen her make like six or seven jump shots all year, and I think she made like six in that game. So uh, sort of an emergence for her. She's been a good player, but she added a new fold. She's an interesting weapon for Idaho State. I think she is, and she's gotten more minutes this year and found more confidence. And if anyone's going to have the game of their life, they're going to have it in Dahlberg Arena in front of fans. Everyone loves to come into Missoula and have the game. And that's just, it's known around the league. And so she really did. She came in here and played really strong. Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops, presented this week by Man Mortgage. Here's a look at the standings now. As uh, most teams played between 13 and 14 conference games, there's 18 conference games total. Montana State, two games out in front of everybody. They are 11-3 and after their recent weekend sweep. Rowan, Arizona is 9-5. and Montana is 9-5, and so tied for second place there for the Lady Grizz and the Lumberjacks. Sac State's alone in fourth at 8-5. and Eastern Washington's been up and down. When they're good, they've been really good. They've also hit some skids 
to be expected of a young team, but they're certainly much improved here in year two under Jody Gleason. Uh, they are seven and six. And you can say a lot of the same thing about Portland State. I mean, they've been kind of up and down, but when they've been good, they've been really good. And uh, they've proven they can beat a lot of teams in this conference. Uh, they're seven and six as well. Idaho uh, is six and seven. Idaho State, five and eight. Northern Colorado, four and ten. And then Weber State uh, in tenth place uh, with a one and twelve conference record. We always give you our best storylines from around the league. And uh, this week, the number one storyline centers upon the rivalry game in Bozeman on Saturday. Montana at Montana State. These were the preseason top two teams in the polls. The last time they played, looked like the polls had it completely wrong. Now here we are coming down the stretch, and these are the top two teams uh, in the conference in terms of the standing. So uh, your initial thoughts on the rivalry game in Bozeman? Well, I think it's special circumstances. There's going to be a good crowd. Everyone's going to be extremely focused on this game around the state of Montana. If you're you're Montana, you're not happy with losing at home, so you're going to have a little bit of chip on your shoulder, but it is not easy to go down to the brick and win. And this Montana State team only losing to NAU this year on their floor they're gonna be really tough to beat Coulter it's so interesting because during the Robin Selvig era his success and the success and the passion behind women's basketball I mean he had such a huge influence not on just the state but the whole league but I also thought there was maybe a thought that well I don't know if anybody could ever replicate what Robin Selvig did and I'm not saying that coach Benford is doing that at Montana State but to see their program grow to see their attendance grow I mean, when I first moved to Bozeman to work at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle in 2011, I was on the women's basketball beat. They'd get good crowds, you know, 900,000 people. They're, they're getting twice that many now, though. And it's been really cool to see it grow. And, and I mean, you mentioned it. They are on par with anybody in the conference now in terms of the best home court advantages in the in the league. Well, for sure. I was just looking back at some numbers, but last week, over 2,100 fans yep. for their afternoon game. I mean, they were celebrating Cola Bad Bear and No More Stolen Sisters, but really neat to watch Montana State get behind their players. That's an afternoon game culture. That's a really good showing in Bozeman. We usually uh, do our interviews around the Big Sky Women's Hoops during the second segment, but we're going to go and talk about this game right now. Brian Holsinger sat down with me uh, earlier this week, he's the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz. Around the Big Scan Women's Hoops down here at Finn. We've been doing a couple interviews from down here post-coaches show. If you ever want to come check out University of Montana, men's and women's basketball coaches talking on the radio, come on down uh, Tuesdays at noon to 1.30. We're here with Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz. And, Coach, before we get to the rivalry game, which everybody's going to be talking about all week long, let's talk about this last weekend. I know it was a tough loss for you guys against Idaho State, but then you bounce back and uh, – Beat Weber State pretty handily, and also a great way to commemorate a great weekend for a great man. I thought the event on Friday night was unbelievable. thought it was first class all the way. Rob brought the house down, as he always does. Uh, but it must have felt pretty good to at least bounce back from that loss on Thursday and get a win on Robin Selvig Court, the first game ever played on Selvig Court. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, as, you know, I, I said this earlier this week, um, or this last weekend, I drew a jersey. I drew a pic. I draw pictures sometimes, and so just trying to get to keep the attention span of some of these young kids these sure. days. And so I drew some. I drew a picture of a jersey with Montana across the front, and and so we got to attend the thing, the whole ceremony on Friday, and it was pretty meaningful and pretty, of course, hilarious with Rob there. But but um, and he shouted out our kids and came over and said he's proud of them and loves watching them, and so that was pretty cool. But you know, it meant something different the day after that when they put the Montana jersey on because they experienced something unique that night. And so what an awesome, awesome time. And, of course, you know, I, I joked about it, but 
we played more zone in that game than we'd played all season uh, for a reason. And, it, you know, Rob was famous for his 2-3 zone back in the day. And, and so he, he, he actually liked that too. But we, I was really proud of our effort on defense especially. Five out of six for your team. I know when this streak first started, you were talking about putting a high priority on the defensive side of the ball. How much has uh, just the adjustments in your rotation helped, and how much has just sort of put a priority on that side of the ball helped you guys? Yeah, I mean, I harp on it every day. This team, for whatever reason, likes to score more than they like to play defense. But So that was a big moment for us this weekend to play two games where we held people you know, under 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 40% for sure. I think it was under 38% shooting. And, um, you know, we shot the ball pretty poorly, actually, and still won against Weaver by, you know, 17 or whatever it was. And and so that's that's important. The, the, the lineup change definitely helped. Danny Barch has been fantastic. Um, we can press a little bit more with her at the four. Uh, she's long, and she rebounds the crap out of the ball. She's been rebounding it so well. And that just is a big factor for our team. And then you also have a little more length at the one with uh, Mac. She's longer um, than, than somebody like Gina to start the game, and that gives us a little bit better. Better stuff on defense. So, you know, the lineup change was more for that than anything. Uh, we've scored pretty good, but defensive has really helped us. The other underrated part, we've talked a lot about Matt Koning and her growth and how good she's been as a, a true freshman running the show for you guys on the ball. But Gina Markson has been playing off the ball quite a bit, too. As a quintessential point guard, she has adjusted that pretty darn well. What have you thought of the sacrifice that she's made to, I mean, maybe not even a sacrifice because she's getting way more open shots. She's getting set up more. What have you thought of just her, her adjustment? Well, I mean, she was the only kid that shot good this weekend. She goes 8 for 12 from 3, and she's capable of that. She's, you know, and I think more than anything for her, the pressure of handling the ball right off the bat is just its a lot. And so just putting her off the ball, she obviously plays point when Matt goes out and, and does that, but she can really shoot it. And so having a dependable person on the wing, not only does it, you know, the points from her shooting, but it spaces the floor so well um, inside. So, it, you know, if you double, there's somebody sitting out there that's making 8 out of 12. It makes it a lot tougher. But proud of her. It's just taking time. I mean, she's she sat out for a year. You don't just sit out for a year and all. You know, it's like you sitting out doing radio for you. You come back and it's like uh, training wheels back on. And so for her, it's, she's just gotten more comfortable. Brian Holsinger here on Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Uh, you also mentioned Danny Barch, and, and she's uh, someone that's going to have a little spotlight on her this weekend because you know, she is a Montana girl from Helena Capital, but it's been cool to watch her uh, sort of blossom. You know, She has such great athleticism, such great natural gifts, uh, but now she's kind of figuring it out now that she's kind of a full-time basketball player. So how have you seen her grow? I mean, she's she like you said, you know, these, some of these Montana kids they play so many sports. She was so good in volleyball. She was so good in all these things, and she just never really concentrated on basketball. And we worked really hard on her shooting this summer. Um, I was the other night when she had ten rebounds at half. I'm like, you need to shoot some of those. <laughs> she's underneath the basket, and I'm like, shoot the ball. But she she's just she's relishing in her role right now, and that's been big for our team. Uh, she's you know I always talk about the kids that can impact the game without scoring, and she's one of them, big time. Uh, I would like for her. To, to be a little bit more aggressive, and she's getting there, but she's she's coming into her own. I'm really proud of her. I didn't know what we'd get. I know she worked hard this summer, um, but you know she we've put her in the starting lineup for the things that really win, which is defensive rebounding, and she's she's just really taken off. Montana State uh, in first place, all alone right now. Do you take anything from? 
the first matchup uh, here in Missoula? And if so, what are the carryovers? Yeah, we sucked. Uh, we just didn't play good. I mean, we did. We, you know, it's, it's, you always have those moments during the season, right, where you just you have a stretch where you're just like you're not. Things aren't clicking. Things aren't playing well. It happened to be that stretch where we get off the road, we play Eastern, and just played like absolute terrible here at home, and then turn around and did the same thing. We just had a stretch there was just playing poor, and so for us, we're a completely different team now. Um, I expect us to have a completely different performance over there, uh, and just you know, our seniors especially. You know, obviously the freshmen in that first game were fantastic. And I hope we continue to get that effort. But your seniors in those big games, their seniors, credit to them, stepped up. Ours didn't play their best. And so I expect us to respond much differently. Well, best callus in the league, Darian White, uh, when she gets in the paint, it makes everything happen for Montana State. So uh, how do you go about uh, the initial defensive game plan against her? Yeah, we got to keep her in front of us and we got to be a little tighter. She got a little too much space against us. She got a little too comfortable. And so we got to make her uncomfortable. It's what we tried to do defensively in everything. Uh, we made some of the players on their, on their team feel uncomfortable, but not the one we really needed to. And so, you know, last year we did a good job of making her feel uncomfortable. Uh, the first game, credit to her, she just kind of had her way. And so we got to change that in the second game to be successful. Keys to victory for the Lady Grizz on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, it's always defend and rebound. It's always. I mean, it's just, especially on the road, um, you know, we, we'll we have to come out and shoot the ball much better. They force you to shoot perimeter shots by, the, you know, they, they switch everything. They help in the gaps. So we have to make we have to make perimeter shots, but you always, you got you to gotta trust and defend right and rebound right. Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz at Montana State, 2 p.m. from Brick Breed and Fieldhouse in Bozeman. Thanks for being here, Coach. Of course, man. Always a pleasure, Coulter. Brian Holsinger here on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. We'll talk more about the Cat Grizz rivalry uh, in just a little while. Chris Redpath in studio uh, with me here on your radio, on your TV, and on the ESPN MT app. This week, Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops is presented by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage, your hometown lender. Tried, trusted, and proven. You can contact Man Mortgage anytime at Missoula.ManMortgage.com. That's M-A-N-N Mortgage.com. Or you can call their local office, 406-542-0700. couple other storylines from around the Big Sky Conference. We mentioned Portland State. You have talked to Chelsea Gregg quite a bit about her uh, philosophies. We had her on the show a little while ago. Portland State had so much success under Lynn Kennedy operating this 2-3 zone defense. And they stick they stuck with the zone principles in Chelsea Gregg's first year last year. And they were playing a whole bunch of young players. And they took it on the chin. And, and they it, it looked like a big-time uphill battle, a big-time struggle. Now they're figuring it out. And when they really operate and they're moving and talking in this zone – they can hold the best offenses in the league in check. And that's exactly what they did this last weekend, getting the weekend sweep. Holding NAU to 55 points is a very impressive effort. Uh, just tell me about how they've been able to sort of uh, accelerate their abilities with this zone defense. Well, I have to say that Coach Greg, just, she has really stuck with it. So I have spent some time visiting with her, and she wasn't going to move away from that zone. And that's been something that they she believes in. But I have to say the play of Jada Lewis and Esmeralda Morales, they've been two leaders for this team. Jada Lewis is senior this year. It's nice to see her get some accolades and just playing really good basketball. They found their way with some young players that now have matured and really are aligning with her system. And they're, they're a team that you really have to take note because they are relevant and they have had a chance to really show that they're capable of putting together not only four quarters of basketball, but a good couple game stretch. They have explosive scoring. They got a great point guard, and the the zone defense can fluster teams when they're really 
operating efficiently. So uh, Portland State right now sitting at seven six and six in league play. Uh, a team looks like at least for now has an inside track at, at one of those buys uh, headed into Boise. How about Sacramento State? They were six and one in league play, and then they came to Montana and they got beat a couple times. They, they kind of hit the skids, but then they they've come back around and now here they are sitting at eight and five in league play. We were sort of wondering about. Um, their top end talent, their starting their starting five is as good as anybody in the conference. Mark Campbell's not going very deep on his bench, and so you wonder if maybe that's affecting them in terms of the the stamina that they have left here coming down the stretch. But um, they got to win last weekend, so I'm where are we at with Sac State? Well, I do think that they had a really tough stretch there with four very difficult road games that's all right. in a row. They had to come up to Montana, play both Montana teams. They head back to Sacramento, and then they have to turn around go to Eastern where they have a tough loss and then they have to go to Idaho where they get the win. Um, Katie Penawenta did not play in that stretch and she is someone who gets a lot of minutes and has been a big offensive threat for them. Um, And so I think that that also affected um, their ability to find some cohesiveness in that really difficult stretch. So what we're going to see with Sac State is they're going to be home at the end of their schedule. Their last three games are at home. Um, I think that they, you know, I visited with Mark Campbell and they've had their struggles. They've had their ups and downs, but you feel pretty good about about yourself when you have a 6'5 center and Isnel Nadabo, player of the week this week, and then Kalasia Dean, 5'6 point guard, senior leader. You got to feel pretty good about the weapons you have. Penowitz is a huge key for them, too, because Dean gets into the paint so much and she needs somebody to kick to. Nadabo's drawn a double and a triple team every time. She needs someone to kick to. That's what Penoetta was She's when they're at her shooter. best. Exactly. Yes. And so I think you're going to see them when they're firing on all cylinders. You're absolutely right. Coach Campbell is not going to play much more past seven or eight. But when they have all their weapons, they are a really tough team. Eastern Washington uh, has certainly um, shown their, their abilities to be very good. Their win in Missoula was a very good win. Um, but this last one, weekend, they took one on the chin in their lone game uh, of the weekend against Idaho. Um, this team, a young team as well. So, I mean, sort of to be expected that they could be a little bit up and down. Yes, they've had some injuries, though. They've got J.D. Martin and Jacinda Buckley out right now. I noticed and those that in the box their, and, and that, that's their catalysts. And I don't know if it's injury or illness. I'm careful to push these SIDs, especially sure. when we get close to tournament time. No one wants to really talk about that. Um, so they just have been out of the box score. So, you know, Coach um, Jody Gleason has said, we've got to find a way for other people to score. And she wasn't really happy with them not getting in the paint, getting to the free throw line. Wasn't real happy with their their game, uh, you know, without those two weapons. And so it'll just be interesting to see Eastern Washington, multiple threats, and definitely a team that is going to be contending. I know I sound like a broken record when I'm talking about the Idaho Vandals, but uh, they have they had such a tough start to conference play. We're unaccustomed to seeing uh, Idaho with, you know, a six-game losing streak. But since they snapped that six-game losing streak, they've won four out of five, including running it up on Eastern Washington, 88-64 over the weekend. Uh, I know Idaho's sitting there in eighth place, but I I still think that they're one of the contending teams just because of their head coach, John Newley, and because they have our best players in the league in Beyond Speed. Um, But that's what you kind of want is even if you are going to have some struggles, you want them to be early because right now in February, Idaho's playing really good basketball. Well, Coach Newley has complete confidence in his players. We know this. He is aligned with them. And we've seen Sydney Gandy have moments where she's looked like she um, is a emerging leader in the big sky. Beyonce B is just a load. And she can control games. She can dominate on both sides of the ball. And I think that you have to give Idaho relevance in the conversation. Coulter, I don't think that they've been as consistent as we've seen with Idaho teams in the past. But we know even last year, they went through a tough, tough stretch. And they came in and made waves in the tournament. 
We're on the big sky and women's hoops. Kristen Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, here on Nuanas Now. This week presented by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage, your hometown lender. Tried, trusted, proven. Contact Man Mortgage for more info, Missoula.manmortgage.com. Or you can call their local office, 406-542-0700. We'll give you the five key matchups for the rivalry game on Saturday in Bozeman next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. We are in the midst of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, Crystal Redpath in studio uh, with me, Coulter Nuanas. And uh, I don't know if you heard, but there's rivalry game times two in Bozeman on Saturday. The women's game between Montana and Montana State tips at 2 p.m. for Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. And then the men's game tips at 7 p.m. Uh, very much looking forward to the matchups. Uh, so here are some keys for the ladies' game uh, between Montana and Montana State. First of all, I thought that the absolute key for Montana State's nine-point victory, 72-63 they beat Montana here in Missoula, was Darian White uh, just doing what she does. And that's just getting in the paint. They, they had an impossible time flustering or pressuring her. Uh, she just did whatever she wanted when she had the basketball in her hands. And it's not just about the scoring, because when she gets in the paint, that's uh, that's pretty much the key to everything Montana State does. So uh, to me, that's where it starts and ends for the Lady Grizz. How do they slow down Darian White? Well, I have to agree with Coach Holsinger on his interview that they just allowed, Montana allowed too much space. And when you give space for a player like Darian White, she has the keys to the kingdom because she's got a great pull-up jumper. We know she can penetrate the paint and 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 score off the dribble, um, but she also has multiple offensive weapons that she can pass to. So Darian White, definitely a weapon. We just saw her in the last game against Idaho State go eight for eight from the free throw line. Yeah. So once she gets in the paint and gets to the free throw line, Coulter, she, she shoots a great percentage, top five in the big sky. It's so, it's so tough for Montana in this matchup because they don't necessarily have an individual who can go at Darian White. Matt Koning has really emerged as a good defensive player, but that's a lot to ask for a freshman. This is one of the greatest point guards in the history of the Big Sky Conference is Darian White. It takes a load. It's going to take team defense. Yeah. You know, we've watched Coach Holsinger and the Lady Grizz play zone. We've watched them play man. We've watched them play a combination of man and zone. Yeah. And I think that you have to have all eyes 
um, on Darian White and what she's doing. And if you can get her out of out of sync, which it, it's very difficult to do. I've watched Darian for years now. I think she's an incredible player, and she's obviously had moments where people have been able to do that. Resilience. She's shown that she can bounce back in those situations. But if you are Montana and you can create some of that uncertainty for Montana State, that is a point of emphasis, and that could be an area of exposure for them. That's one way too. That's one of the most underrated parts about Darian White is you can. Get her out of rhythm and fluster her, and then she, she just she, fights she through fights it. Away. I mean, we've watched this. I mean, she, she was 0 of 7 from the floor against Weber State, had one point at halftime. She scored 21 points in the second half and completely dominated the game. So um, easier said than done. I also wonder how much of it is she's going to beat you off the dribble no matter who you are, so you got to help. But the thing that Lady Grizz have had such a hard time with is when their bigs help, they get in foul trouble. So how do you go about sort of mitigating that element if you're Montana? Well, and you have to help and recover. That's you have right. to help and recover fairly quickly, and you have to commit. So if you're going to if you're going to hedge that screen, you're going to switch or get through, you have to make a decision very quickly. There is going to be a very big fan environment. It will be loud in the brick. Emotions are going to be running high. You have to stay true to your defensive strategies and your fundamentals because Montana State will make you pay if you don't have your defensive scheme and game executed. Second key I noted is, uh, and Brian Holsinger talked about how, in his mind, one of the defining factors for Montana State coming to Missoula and winning was just the fact that their seniors played better. And you saw that not just Darren White, but also Cola Badbear played outstanding in the game. Uh, she was the primary defender on Carmen G. Feller. G. Feller struggled with some foul trouble a little bit as well, but uh, Badbear was the primary uh, person guarding her. And uh, you also saw Masson Jackson step up and make some energy plays as well. And so... Uh, that's going to be the second key to me, though, is uh, the battle in the post. Cola Badbear is sort of the the, uh, the head of the snake for Montana State, and, and she does it on both ends. She's the heart and soul of that team, and she is um, a lot of energy and represents so much for Montana State. I will say she held Carmen to four shots in the first game, so she did her job on the defensive end as well. Um, she played a lot, over 31 minutes, and we've seen Coach Binford um, spread those minutes, but Darian White and Cola Badware were her two players that she went to against Montana, and I think she'll do it again. Cole Bedbert also has been representing for uh, many things much bigger than herself, not just the name on her front of her jersey, but she's also been become sort of the spokesperson in the face of the No More Stolen Sisters initiative, which has then morphed into the No More Stolen Relatives initiative. Raekwon Battle for the Montana State men's team has been involved in that as well. And Cole Badbert, also a proud member of the Crow Nation, who, who came, uh, you know, grew up on the reservation, then went to high school in Billings. Uh, she'll join us tomorrow uh, to talk about that uh, journey and, and what it all means to her and why she is so involved in it. Uh, but she's also uh, been uh, distributing these T-shirts, selling some of these T-shirts for the No More Stolen Sisters. And uh, you can find those on the Bobcat Collective uh, website. And uh, a lot of the money goes towards a great cause. So, I mean... Uh, it's a lot of pressure to put on a young lady to have so much on her shoulders, but she does it with so much grace, and she, she's just such an awesome person. She has so much pride in that as well. Coulter, we should have our shirts on today. Darn it, they didn't come yet. I know. So Bobcat Collective, what's up? We ordered them. <laughs> next week, uh, we'll next wear week, next we'll week. have them. Darn. Either um, way, it's a good cause no matter what time is, of year it, it is. It is great, and we'll wear them you know, year-round, but I'm proud of her. Um, because she could easily not take that initiative. She could easily just continue to play basketball and be a student athlete, but she has made it a priority um, to raise funds and advocacy for missing and indigenous um, murdered women on reservations. I mean, it's she, really admirable. It's really admirable, and she herself is just such a phenomenal story, because like when she was in high school, 
there's a lot of skill that maybe she would be such a great player that she might go even a, a bigger league than the Big Sky Conference. She was such a talented player that she blew her knee out and it was a really bad injury. People were wondering what was going to be next for her, and she hasn't missed a beat. She was a contributor as a freshman on a Big Sky title team, and she's been uh, one of the key players on Montana State for the duration of her career there. And they went to an NCAA tournament last year, so I don't think it gets much better for Cola Badbear in terms of where they are in terms of being on top of the Big Sky. Around the Big Sky in women's hoops, Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Duanez. Uh, my third key to the game is how the Lady Grizz gained confidence going to the brick because the, the rivalry has flipped. Uh, Montana State has dominated this rivalry over the last handful of years, about the last nine years or so. Uh, Robin Silvig was 78-10 and 10 against Montana State, uh, but the Bobcats have won 11 out of 13 in this rivalry, 7 out of 8 uh, in the last couple years. And uh, the last time the Lady Grizz went to Bozeman and won was in 2014, most of the young ladies will be playing in this game. A lot, a lot of the history of this is, is they're not a part of that. But I just wonder how the Lady Grizz glean confidence going into Bozeman because it, that that sort of those sort of things can kind of hang over your head uh, when you haven't gone and won there in almost a decade. Right. So the first things, Coulter, you don't win. You don't read any of the media. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. You don't even mention 2014 right. or what these streaks are. I'm really serious, though. You really have to focus at the game at hand. And if you let some of those streaks come in and put pressure on your shoulders, um, it doesn't make them play as free. And you want to just go down to Bozeman and think, hey, they've got a lot that they're trying to protect. They're trying to win a conference outright. They're trying to win a conference regular season outright. Pressure's on them right now. We're going to go in and play loose basketball, get after it. When we've watched Montana play that style between, between Matt Koning and Libby Stump, just giving them that freshman oomph off the bench and now Matt Koning starting, I think that anything's possible down in Bozeman. But I would say stay the course. Just focus on this exact game, the task at hand. And that brings me to my fourth key, which is how does Montana State not let that loom? I mean, this is a, a pivotal moment for this group of seniors. I mean, look at the girls that are seniors on Montana State, and they have been a part of arguably the greatest run in Montana State women's basketball history. They'd be going for a third NCAA tournament in the last four years if it wasn't for the cancellation when they were freshmen. But either way, they're going for back-to-back NCAA tournaments. And uh, one of the last boxes to check in terms of their awesome resumes would be to sweep the Lady Grizz this year and then to extend that winning streak in Bozeman. But there's a lot of pressure that comes along with that. Just remarkable when you name off of all those stats and I've called all those tournament games and just to watch them have that success. That's just a credit to Coach Binford down in Bozeman. They're on their home floor. They've been there before. They have senior leadership. This Montana State team is when they are firing on all cylinders, they're as good as any team I've seen. And in the big sky, even in these past few years, I think talent wise, Montana State is there. Uh, you know, I think that Coulter, it's it's going to come down to who's going to make shots, who's going to get stops, who's going to, you know, defend. And I think that it comes back to the cores. And you just stick to your, your system. And I think we're going to see, hopefully, some really good basketball on Saturday. I think we certainly will. Uh, last key for you that I had marked down, which energy player is going to bring it the most? Uh, and both these young ladies bring it all the time. But Danny Barsh has become that for the Montana Lady Grizz. We have talked about her a lot. And I am, first of all, proud of her, but also a uh, great move by the coaching staff to to define what her strengths are and then find a role that elevates those strengths. And Lexi Deaton has been that at Montana State. I mean, she's all over the place diving on the ground. I mean, when she gets it, she, she is so aggressive attacking the hoop. 
Uh, and I think it's really cool that both those young ladies are from Montana, too. They seem to always bring a spark when it's uh, a rivalry game Saturday. I love that you brought that point up, Coulter. It's just that is such a great matchup. And they are two players that are game changers. And we've watched Danny Barsh um, just jump out of the gym. And I've also watched Lexi Deaton fall over the gym and steals. And she's all over every loose ball. Um, and so I think these two players just represent a lot of heart for each of their teams. And Again, great ladies, and it's going to be really fun to watch. And great representatives of the state of Montana as well. Danny Barsh out of Helena Capital, Lexi Deaden out of Missoula Sentinel. So that's always a fun element of this matchup as well. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, presented by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage, tried, trusted, and proven. I know you've done a lot of work with Man Mortgage, Krista. I have. Rob Fleming, my neighbor, helped me buy the home that I'm in and also do my refinance. He's he's just makes it so easy, Coulter. It's just one of those, um, it's an overwhelming topic to buy a home. <laughs> oh, for sure. And lots of red tape. And Rob Fleming just makes you feel at ease. And I would recommend anyone who's looking to dive into that process um, to give Rob a call. Any other uh, matchups you think will be key in this one to highlight? Oh boy, there! I'm just—I'm really impressed with Grace Beasley how she's playing. Grace Beasley um, is great. You know, I'm a huge fan of Leah Beattie. Mm-hmm. I think she's just um, can really, really score the basketball. Um, Caitlin Lamardo represents that. You know, that just mismatch with that size on the perimeter. And we've seen her just have games where she just puts it together. Um, Taylor Jansen. I mean, I could go down the list of all players that have really made an impact. But I do think that Montana State is going to need to rely on their veteran leaders. And um, they have multiple weapons. They've relied on that depth. But Darian White and Cola Badbear are are there too. And that's why I think what Brian Holsinger said is spot on. They need more out of their veteran leaders because this game in Missoula the first time around was basically Montana State seniors versus Lady Grizz freshmen. And Libby Stump and Matt Koning both played outstanding, but Sammy Fack and Gina Markson, uh, Carmen G. Filler, they did not have the st- statistical production that we're used to from them. I think elevated uh, play by those three could really help Montana. I think it'll be fun to see Mac versus Darian. You yeah. got a really young player with a veteran leader. And I always like to see that because sometimes you play um, a little bit more loose when you're that young freshman. That's right. And I think that she's shown, um, she's actually not a freshman anymore when you start looking at how many minutes Max played. Um, But I do think that's going to be a fun one. And that actually directs the tempo of the game when you have those two guards going at each other. It's going to be a fun one. Last, last one to highlight, I think, is the coaches. The coaches, because Trisha Bidford has been in like 40 of these now <laughs> when you talk about her time in the regular season and then also played against the Lady Grizz in the tournament uh, yeah. many times. Whereas Brian Holsing, this is only number four. Uh, this is just the second time of this year and just the fourth time overall. And uh, so I think that'll be a key element as well because, you know, Coach Holsing is so fiery on the sidelines. Sometimes that's uh, it's an interesting situation when you're, you're the visiting team and, and you, you bring the fire like that. Whereas Coach Binford, you know, she is cool as a cucumber all the time. So I'm just so interested to see the, the dichotomy between those two. Year 18 for Coach Binford. There's going to be a great representation for former Montana State players down in Bozeman. They're going to celebrate the 1992-1993 team that went to the NCAA tournament. Judy Spolester will be at the game. Um, just messaging with Fallon Freegi, who you know is one of my faves, Coulter, former Big Sky MVP. They're going to have a lot of players, you know, representing Montana State, and there'll be good energy. And 18 years for Coach Binford of building that history and then celebrating it. It's just going to be a really good environment down there in the brick. Around the Big Sky and women's hoops with Chris Redpath, we'll give you an opportunity to win some tickets and a hotel to the Big Sky tournament in Boise. 
Plus, we'll go through the other matchups from around the league that isn't the rivalry one here in the Treasure State. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. Every time I'm trying to muster confidence, I just remind myself, that guy, St. Paul the Broken Bones lead singer, when he's dancing, he's the most confident person on the earth. I don't know if he, I don't even think he's a good dancer, but he thinks he is, and that's why it's great. You want us now on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on your Wednesday around the Big Sky in women's hoops. Time now for our Big Sky Conference ticket and hotel giveaway. Sponsored each week by Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. You can join all 10 Big Sky Conference teams March 4th through the 8th in Boise, Idaho for the Big Sky Championship. Text us here at the station, 406-888-1029. Send us Big Sky in Boise to enter the ticket giveaway. We're going to give you two tickets plus a hotel. The winner will be announced uh, next week. So, um... Keep get those, your entries yeah, in. Get those entries in. Keep the entries coming. 406-888-1029. You can get award-winning representation for your case by hiring the personal injury and criminal defense experts at Ryan Holloway and Miller. Visit rhmattorneys.com to learn more. Uh, let's take a look at the Thursday games because Montana, Montana State, they play on Saturday, so they don't have Thursday games, but there is a whole slate of Big Sky Conference games tomorrow. Idaho is at Northern Colorado. Eastern Washington is at Northern Arizona. Sac State is at Weber State. And Portland State is at Idaho State. Uh, The most interesting game amongst that slate to me, Krista, is Eastern Washington at NAU. Because Eastern coming off the tough loss to their rival, Idaho. But if they win that game, they're only a game behind NAU in the win column. So, I mean, Eastern is actually a viable contender in this one. NAU, uh, they have shown their potential of what they can be, uh, that's a big game in, in Flagstaff. It is, and it's been confirmed that Montana Ultra Gee tore her MCL, mm, so bummer. she's out. And that's really a sad reality for Northern Arizona. I'm not saying anything that isn't out there already. Um, the hard part about injuries like that is they alter not only your existing roster, yeah. but you lose the investment of other players that could have had those minutes. And sure. so you're also looking at the fact you're bringing certain players into a rotation that maybe just haven't had the experience. So this is such a tough time for them to lose a player like that. Just an awesome kid. Well, and the way that Regan Skank pushes the ball and the way that they like to spread it, having two shooters that can right. fill the lane like Ultra Rodeba. D and Rodeba, right. that makes them so dangerous. Rodeba will still you know, be a focal point of the offense for sure. But uh, just one less shooter just makes their offensive attack that much less diverse. Right. And we're getting down to crunch time now. Any of these teams that have five conference losses or six conference losses, they are right in the mix. The only one that really has some space in two games is Montana State. Yep. But everybody else, every game is critical. And we've seen all of those teams, Coulter, 
play well and get wins. We've also seen them not play well and have some really tough losses. And so I think you're exactly right. That game, Eastern Washington, NAU, a really great matchup to tune into. And Idaho's won four out of five. Uh, I think with the matchup against NAU looming on Saturday, uh, they get, they got to go take care of business against uh, Northern Colorado and Greeley. But Northern Colorado's been spunky at times this year, and they've jumped up and, and bitten some teams uh, from time to time. Uh, so that's one with some uh, ramifications in the standings as well. Well, a five-game win streak, and you want to be playing your best basketball in two weeks when you hit the tournament. I mean, really, we have this week, and then we have the following week where we have a Thursday, Saturday, Monday games, and then we head to the tournament. So really, it's only two more weeks of play before we're in Boise. So you want to be playing your best basketball basketball heading into that final stretch. And Portland State at Idaho State, with the way that Portland State runs this zone defense and the way that Idaho State basically has a power point guard in Cali Bourne that just likes to come downhill. I don't know what gives there because Portland State doesn't want you to penetrate at all. Cali Bourne's going to get to the rim no matter who's guarding her. Well, we talk about injuries. Idaho State losing Finley Garnett and then watching the emergence of Laura Bello in with, you know, mixing in with Cali Bourne. That's a really good sign for Idaho State at this key time down the stretch. The Saturday games, Idaho at NAU is a big one, and I think Sac State at Idaho State is is a big one as well outside of our rivalry game here in Montana. So what do you think of those two matchups? I think those are going to say a lot about the conference and where yeah. we're at heading next week. I think next week, Coulter, we're going to have some really good dialogue about what happened this weekend and where people are actually sitting with seedings heading into the tournament. We will have uh, rivalry reactions plus uh, – scores and analysis of all of the slate of Big Sky Conference women's hoops next week uh, on the show. In the meantime, if you want to catch us on the TV, Crystal will be on the call for MTN for the uh, Cackers women's game, and then I'll be on the call on the ESPN Plus broadcast for the the men's game. So uh, very much looking forward to that. We'll see you in Bozeman, Colter. <laughs> can't wait. Uh, Montana at Montana State should be a really fun one. Thanks to all of our uh, guests, especially Brian Holsinger for swinging by. And uh, thanks to our great sponsor, Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage, your trusted hometown lender. Tried, trusted, and proven. You can visit them at missoula.manmortgage.com, or you can give them a call uh, at their local office, 406-542-0700. Thanks to Rob Fleming and the folks at Man Mortgage for all of their great support of us here at ESPN Radio, especially around the big sky in women's hoops. What's your, what's the week look like? Where's Hellgate at this week? Well, it's the goat got the, game. Got the crossdown, of course. Game, I should so. know this. Of course, yes, Travis so Williams from Missoula Big Sky is coming up a little bit uh, later on. I'm going to miss the goat game, and I'm going to miss my son playing on Saturday morning. So I can watch on the stream, though. So I can very watch good. some of it. Um, but, yeah, that's a big game over at Adams Center. Yeah, it should be very fun. And uh, cool to have Big Sky involved in the uh, battle for the Golden Goat uh, after it's been sent on Hellgate for the last couple of years. Uh, hour one. In the Bucks, hour two coming at you. We're going to take you around the big sky in men's hoops, specifically the rivalry game. Danny Sprinkle, Travis DeCure will join us for our ESPN roundtable. That's next. Don't change the dial. 102.9 ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. 
you deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.